Good evening, good afternoon, everyone. So today we have with us Samadita Ghosh. She is um, she graduated in 2020 from IIT Guwahati with a bachelor in design. She's been working as a freelance illustrator, a visual development artist, and she's also been working with 2D animation as well. So hi, Samadita. It's great to have you with us. How are you doing? Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And thanks to everyone for joining. Cool. 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 So as someone who like recently graduated um what are like some ways to optimize your time at a design school So if you ask me uh, everyone has different experiences with college but according to me it's uh, less about the coursework that you study there and more about the life skill that you pick up And for me the two main life skills that I picked up were a teamwork and b how to learn things as I do them right uh, so firstly teamwork when we talk about teamwork it's not just like everyone you know quietly doing what they're supposed to do and somehow it all works out in the end but it's also like how you understand people when you're working with them like you understand what everybody is good at how to delegate work so that it brings out the best in everybody uh how to exchange your opinions in a civil manner not not taking criticism personally and also like telling your own opinions without offending people like it's a skill that you really learn right uh also you also learn how to be empathetic towards people because when you're working in a team they're all people right and what do people have people have problems so sometimes you will have uh, <laughs> someone who is you know not turning in their work on time they're not showing up for meetings and as as a as a kid as me as a first year right my first uh, reflex used to be to get angry right like why are you not doing your work i'm doing my work but then as years go by you understand that people have their own things going on right in their life somebody might be struggling with uh, physical health somebody might be struggling with mental health people have family issues and as you work more and more with people you understand how to really be empathetic with them give them patience give them time you know be kind because when like it can be somebody else it can even be you and when you are going through a hard time and you are not being able to concentrate on work having a team that really supports you through that makes you want to give your best to the team again so in the end you guys end up doing the best work you can making the best project you can so this is skill number 1 uh skill number 2 is that we can't always wait until we learn everything perfectly and then start working sometimes we just have to jump into things and then learn as we go and college was like a storm of that so one day we got an assignment on biomimicry in first year like we are dumb kids what is biomimicry they haven't even heard the word right <laughs> and they so sir gives us the assignment at 12 pm and it's due at 3 pm and we're like how how are we going to finish this but there's no other choice right you just have to do it get it done so we just spent the whole afternoon like sitting in the computer center like biomimicry biomimicry and then within 3 hours somehow we did it right it wasn't the best thing but we learned so much and that is also a skill because another time i i experienced this in real life was when and if god arav is here you know what i'm talking about so uh It, while working on aina a lot of you might know i did backgrounds for uh, this music video uh, called aina by afkap 
and there you see there was a lot of urban landscapes right buildings high rises and all all of that and before that point i have i had never drawn a single building in my life so when gorov sends me these thumbnails and i'm like i'm panicking i'm like i have, I have never drawn things like this how am i supposed to get this done right <laughs> and and he was also super helpful he gave me all the references all the tutorials anything i needed right but one day i was like listen this project needs me to do something for it so i have to do it there is no other choice so and i just sat down for 4 5 hours uh, metaphorically cried and somehow got it done right and within those 4 hours i could feel myself getting more and more comfortable with something i had never done before so in design school it's less about what you learn and how you pick up the life and more about what life skills you pick up which you apply to every other professional field that you do out of college right so yeah that's definitely something to keep in mind that's like really good advice um also could you share something about your online alias and why you chose that name in particular yeah that's pretty simple so uh, my family calls me by the nickname tikli so tikli is the jewelry that you know brides wear on their on their head right and uh, my first uh, online art page was on facebook and it was called the little artist so i took tikli from my name and the lil from little and sort of smashed them together that's that's really cool um so you know i've seen your illustration work so as an illustrator how important is it to like kind of find your own style and like how do you really develop your own style so this is a question that i get pretty often especially from uh, illustrators who are much younger than me and they're just starting out and uh, this is something we agonize over a lot like what will happen if i don't find my own style uh to that i say style is less about how you draw some something and it's more about what what are the kinds of stories that you want to tell that are unique to you like once you really start focusing on what you want to talk about in your art your style is something that automatically shines through it's like handwriting you can't hide it like so what i say is just draw to your heart's content find out what you love drawing find out why you love drawing it what about your uh, past experiences informs why you love drawing something and just draw as much as you can uh, eventually you'll start seeing you know workflows processes that suit you better and then you'll start leaning more and more into it you know make it more efficient make it more you so for example my art style has changed heaven and hell from like 2019 but if you look at my 2019 work you can still see that i am is the same person who made it right so and that is what a lot of people see as style they don't see you know oh this person used this brush to make the liner that is that is like only a fraction of style you know the person behind it you are the real style is what i always say so while it's important to develop style don't stress about it too much if you keep drawing if you keep enjoying art it will come eventually Okay. Yeah, that that's kind of reassuring honestly, especially as someone who's like, you know, in their first year. Okay, so you you're basically a visual development artist. So, um what is visual development exactly? Like according to you, I mean, how would you explain it? So, uh visdev can have different meanings depending on uh different uh, projects. So, uh if you want a simple explanation, it's like we create a vibe, right? 
when suppose Disney or Pixar they release an art book of a movie. So what you see in the art book is how they got from an idea to a visual representation of that idea. The whole process is visual development. So when a pitch for a project comes in, it's usually in text, and the and the work of the visual artist is to interpret that text, get meaning out of it, and represent it visually. So that can happen in many ways. Some artists uh, are only sketching thumbnails. They're just working with colors. How do the colors of the film evolve throughout the film to sh to show a shift in mood? You know, some some artists work in like the actual designs that will be used in the film or the book or whatever you're working on, and that's like actual pre-production design that they're doing. So, visual artists can do a lot of things. Uh, so, if suppose in a film the lighting suddenly becomes uh, goes from blue to red when a character gets angry. That there was a wisdom decision taken behind that. Uh, a very good character becomes evil when uh, you know somebody kills their lover or something. Their character design changes. You can still see it's the same person, but they have like loose hair or whatever. They have an evil smile. Their eyes become narrow or something like that. Those are all wisdom decisions. So any aesthetic choice that an artist makes that you know helps it easier for the story to be told. efficiently that could be called visual development in my experience okay okay that's cool so um also i wanted to ask so what motivated you to really start freelancing i mean as soon as you got out of college right <laughs> so i actually started freelancing even before i got into college uh, which was completely like i wasn't expecting it but my first professional uh, work was with studio durga and it was a really unique uh, combination at that time because i was a, a kid i was just 16 and i was a new professional the studio was a new studio so so it was a really unique environment because i was figuring things out they were also figuring things out so there was a lot of open communication going on there was a lot of freedom to experiment explore you know really uh, it used to be like uh discussions you have in college right it was really like horizontal it was so fun the hierarchy wasn't super uh you know hard or something like that so i think it since it was such an early experience for me it really informed how i wanted to work in the future and how i saw myself in relation to my work so i i think from that time onward i became really inclined to projects that uh you know give give me a lot of freedom and time to figure things out uh but sure freelancing is stressful i have to do all the work myself i am the whole studio i am my own boss my own employee my own unpaid intern everything but like at the end of the day it's worth it because when somebody is giving me a freelance project there is a sense of being needed and that's a very human desire that somebody is coming to me i am not going to them they are coming to me because they need me right and that's gratifying in its own way it makes all the stress worth it so uh like for the nearest future i i can see that i'll be freelancing for as long as i can <laughs> for as long as i can actually yeah i mean those are like definitely a lot of positives about it but how do you deal with like say a conflict with your client when you're you know freelancing right uh so when i'm freelancing obviously there will come a time when the client wants something and i don't agree with that or vice versa 
and this is where uh, the communication skills comes in uh, which i talked about in the first question that uh, learning to politely disagree with someone is also a skill and often times it's not even like the client is trying to argue or pick a fight with me they just have a vision of their own right and i have to i have to respect that because it's their project after all so what usually happens is that most of my clients are not artists themselves or they don't have the visual experience to immediately understand that what they're trying uh, to achieve will not look that good when actually drawn right so at that point i feel like it's my uh, what is the word for it it's my duty to let them know that uh, listen i think it's my creative opinion that if i do this it's probably not going to work here is an alternative like would you want to, want to try this out with me sometimes they say they say yes and usually it works out but sometimes they they really double down and they're like no no this is exactly what i want at that time what i do is i create a copy first of all like i still want to preserve the before uh, stage of it right i create a copy and then i apply whatever changes they have asked me to do on that one seven out of 10 times what happens is that they realize when they see it they realize that oh this is not going to work and then they're like sure like please revert back to whatever you were going to do earlier so that's when my copy comes in handy so i'm like all right gotcha and there are also times when while i am drawing their suggestion i realize that hey what they are saying can also work if i just try a different approach so that so that becomes a learning experience for me it can work both ways but at the end of the day most clients are nice they are just trying to you know get their project materialized and disagreements will happen but we eventually sort it out okay so um any tips for someone who's just starting out freelancing or you know in general tips for freelancers at all right okay so there are three main points that i always talk about one is make your work accessible two is market the absolute crap out of your work and three is have your prices ready first one is that uh you have to make your like the work that you want to do you have to create your own portfolio so that if people want to hire you they have something to refer to uh this this seems really obvious but there have been a lot of times where i have had to explain to younger artists that if you never put your work out into the public there is like almost no chance that people will hire you right because if you were to hire somebody you would want to see their work right so the first step is have somewhere where a potential client can easily access your work and some of your best work and especially in the field that you want to work in in the future so i can do technically i can do animation i can do a little bit of graphic design but what is my portfolio focused on it's focused on illustration and then visual development because these two are the places that i really want to work in so i will focus my portfolio on that so that's number 1 uh number 2 is you have to shamelessly market your work and i mean it like no shame so most of us today if social media is really you know convenient in terms of uh, having a platform to share and the internet is a loud place right everyone is talking all the time so you are probably not as loud as you think as you are uh, you know so whenever you get the chance market your work advertise yourself and i promise you it's not cringe it's not annoying because 
people have probably forgotten the first time forgotten about you the first time you did it and that's the hard truth you have to constantly keep you know marketing yourself reminding people that you exist and the more you bump yourself the more chances there are that potential clients will see you right so the internet is screaming all the time you just have to scream louder so that you get you know a fraction second of visibility every time you do that uh and the third thing is you know, you have to know how to value your work and by that i mean pricing pricing can be hard especially if you're starting out but i always say that before you start before you say commissions open or whatever have your prices ready because it it might seem like uh you know i'll just make something up you know kuch guess mar lenge theek hai but at that time two things can happen one thing is you will like severely undervalue your own work other otherwise your pricing across projects is going to be just wildly you know fluctuating like there won't be a standard uh, pricing of your work so i know pricing is a little difficult because it's so vague at that point i just say the artist community is insanely supportive just approach any artist who you see is making a living like this ask them how they price their work ask me how i price my work i'm always there to help you guys out right But any other more experienced artist that you have just ask them how do you value your work and then make your own conclusions that how do i value my work so and that pricing can always be extended into larger projects if i know how much i charge for one illustration if somebody asks me to make a 12 illustration book i'll know how to extrapolate that across so always have your prices ready before you start and the last part is when you have already started getting work as a freelancer then you could try thinking about diversifying so that you don't get stuck with just one mode of payment and if you don't get commissions for a month you you're stuck with no income so it's it's unpredictable at its core right freelancing so you have to safeguard yourself the best you can so there are like merch there's prints there's other kinds of stores patreon kofi that there's so many avenues just see what works best for you and try to diversify okay so um basically i mean i've looked at your illustrations and they're like really pretty so you know um there's a lot of like light and shade going on so what does like your typical illustration process like look like i mean how do you start and how do you just go about it okay so usually it starts with an idea right if it's a personal illustration uh, it starts with uh, something i want to convey so it can be a mood it can be a specific it can be triggered by anything i see a pretty sky one day and i was like oh maybe i can draw a sky it's something like that so i'll get an idea first but if it's a commissioned illustration it usually starts with the client's brief so i directly jump off from there somebody else has the idea then then what i start doing is i start collecting references so for example for ideas where i'm a little bit shaky on some subjects like if if i want to draw a specific type of tree right if i want to draw a bamboo tree specifically i'll need references so i'll i'll start gathering all the references i think that i need and make a collage out of it which i can refer to while drawing secondly I'll, and then the next step is i'll start thumbnailing like small uh, small thumbnails small pictures to work out a composition that will look good and then whatever thumbnail i feel looks the best that's going to get expanded and from there i'll start making a rough sketch and uh, sketching usually everyone knows how how it goes like there'll be a really rough sketch then there'll be maybe two to three passes where i make it progressively cleaner and cleaner and then finally there's the line art 
after the line art i'll do the flat filling of the whole thing uh that's where i completely lock on the color scheme what i want and everything like if if your illustration goods looks good at the flat fill stage it will probably look good at the uh, fully rendered stage as well so it's important for me to make even the flats look like a complete like a presentable illustration after that i just go down to different materials and start rendering them separately as whatever you know the metal will be metal the tree will be a tree whatever and at the last i do the lighting so there's a lot of layers going on i am an artist that uses a lot of layers and it scares many of my artist friends too but then there's a lot of one on top of the other going on and the whole thing sort of creates the composite effect and um basically i want i had a question about anime so whenever we hear anime we usually associate it to japan so is anime like a style or is it just something that's exclusive to japan if i have to be that really obnoxious nerdy kid anime is any animation in japan anime is just an abbreviation they used to refer to animation like we say cartoon right so even um, i don't know cinderella is an anime uh if we speak technically but uh, since i am interpreting your question how it's meant to be interpreted so anime definitely it originated in japan and we cannot erase that because it's uh, thank god for japan right <laughs> uh so so th- there are certain uh, theories that say like i'm not exactly sure if this true or n- it's true or not but anime was made to emulate disney's art style and from there it sort of evolved into what it is today which is nothing like disney's so i feel like every art style take inspiration takes inspiration from similar art styles that come before it uh so even if it originated in japan i feel like at the end of the day it's just a style right so if if you can draw it then why not draw it uh that would be like saying since human started realistic painting for the first time during the renaissance period in italy does that mean only italians are allowed to draw realistic portraits obviously not <laughs> right so yeah if you can draw why not yeah yeah i mean that yeah that makes sense um also uh, one more thing so basically out of all of the 2d animation projects you've worked on because there are quite a few on your website what was like your favorite one or like the one you had the most fun working on okay uh I actually have two favorites when it comes to my animation and the two are for two different reasons. The first one is a series of animated shorts uh called Divided. I started this in I think 2018 or 2017 around that time. And that is very close to my heart because that's the first animation project where I am actually starting to take animation seriously like beyond like small gifs. like i i had ambition for the first time ki let's make a whole one minute thing right and that's and that was because a professor uh, at college uh, she really pushed me she was like you've never done an animation before but i know you can do it so why don't you try right so i i started with that one minute clip and it sort of evolved into the series that i have and now it has four episodes so uh that it really marks my growth as an animator so it's a really precious project to me because it's like a diary right uh, and the second project i would say is one i finished in 2021 and it's a it's a it's a short animation uh film called memories of summer 
and that is also uh, another milestone in my animating style because this is where uh, i tried a completely different uh, style of storytelling than what came previously uh, so the whole uh, objective with this film was that can i make the viewer think of a story by just showing them a sequence of events and after showing it to a lot of my friends i asked them what the story was and everyone had a wildly different interpretation and that was so fun and i think uh i am really proud of this project because it invoked the kind of emotions in the viewers that i really intended so it's like success for me you know so these two are my favorite that's that's really really cool so um you know as an animator do you prefer working by yourself or working in a team in a group of people mm-hmm. so working by myself and working as a team both have their own uh, pros and cons right when i'm working alone i know that uh, i know exactly what i want i know what my strengths are i can play to my strengths stay in my comfort zone and uh, you know there's a guarantee that the product will be good because i know exactly what i want right um and there's also like a lot of time saved because i don't have to do back and forth with anybody there's no communication so you know it happens more quickly and more efficiently the cons are that my weaknesses also stay constant so there will be some gaps that there, like no one is filling it in for me you know so that's when working on my own but when i need help on a project uh that i'm not afraid to ask for help obviously so when working in a team it's like it's fun in a different way i am all for collaboration and creating together with people and when you have a good team like amazing things can happen and when you complete a project with a team the sense of collective you know accomplishment that's that's insane like i remember when we were working on this uh, animated uh, film called uh, favorite song which i was uh, it was very ambitious because the the frame rate was insane and i i knew i couldn't do it alone so it was a very informal team so i just did a uh, you know looking for people to work <laughs> on on my instagram and then people just volunteered and we we formed this ragtag bunch of people from like all over the world and we had like a very tight deadline because i was submitting it for uh, uh, you know tasi right uh Uh, tasi used to have this like uh, viewers choice animation awards and we were submitting it oh, for okay. that and we worked like mad people for like i think a month and we got you know we made a whole 2 minute film and when it got nominated as one of the finalists of the uh, of the contest everybody was yelling in the group chat so that is something i only get when i'm collaborating with other creatives and that is one of the biggest reasons why i love working in a team that's that's really nice yeah i mean that feeling you know congratulations for that nomination so we way. all did it together right yeah um also so is is it important to kind of keep up with trends like whether in animation or illustration or like do you have to kind of constantly keep changing your work according to what's coming out in the market uh okay that's a tricky question because uh when you are a freelance artist getting as many people as possible to see your work is really important and 
following trends is a great way for you know more for your work to get more exposure because it's a trend because a lot of people care about it right and when you are drawing something that a lot of people care about that is like an automatic you know good thing for you because you're getting a lot of traction instantly and uh, so if you're looking to build an audience i'd say that following trends at least to some degree will help you a lot right and that includes fan arts that includes like you know using popular audios and reels stuff like that but at the same time you are also a person with your own artistic vision right and you want to keep drawing to sort of keep, keep yourself sane and some people really need to have that sort of creative outlet so i was like within that sort of dilemma so i solved that by making two accounts <laughs> one where i draw for the masses and one where i draw for myself and this account where i'm talking to you from right now is all for my personal work and i know that people who are following me in this account are here for just what i have to say authentically as myself right and that's a different kind of comfort uh if you guys don't know i have another account where which is uh, just reserved for like fan art especially bts fan art because uh, since the bts fandom is so huge i get a lot of my work from there you know uh, that's that's the great part about being in you know a pop culture fandom so uh, we really need to compartmentalize at some point that what part of it am i drawing you know to get attention and which part of it am i drawing to stay sane so if you can make that distinction i think you'll be fine okay okay right so um what are some challenges you faced as a visual development artist throughout the years and more recently like when the pandemic happened how did that kind of affect your work mm. so before the pandemic started i wasn't a visual development artist at all so uh, so i uh, i became what i am uh, like almost a lot of my growth 70% of my growth as an artist happened during the pandemic i'd say and sure we can't discount how much of a you know bad effect the pandemic had on us you know my mental health is still like a mess and the burnout was real but i think what happened during the pandemic was that i had so much time just to myself where i didn't have to do anything else like there was no college there was no work there was nothing i had to do every day so every day sort of melded into the next and it was just like one long stretch of day you know and just time time and time so what do i do with all this time i just i just used to draw all the time especially in 2020 after after i graduated right after all my exams were done <clears throat> my ensems were done all my submissions are finished and i'm just waiting for the graduation ceremony so that i can have have my degree what do i do i just draw 24/7 and all that drawing i think really gave me the time and the practice to you know take my art to the next level uh so if you, if we are talking about the pandemic work wise i think it helped me a lot but it also had its cons because uh i i hurt my wrist and it's still healing yeah. right uh but i still love drawing so i couldn't stop drawing even when my you know i, I was getting hurt so yeah. at this point uh what happened is that i would say the pandemic actually helped me build my career because clients also had a lot of time on their hands 
and they were also coming <laughs> up with new ideas they were like what do i do with this time oh let me commission an artist right it was like that so i think the whole ecosystem sort of worked out for for like our favor so yeah yeah so i mean like all of this like continuous drawing so how do you deal with art block or like you know when you just can't think of any new ideas at all like how how do you you know kind of get out of that phase right uh, so the so the thing here is art block is basically uh, your brain telling you that it needs a rest right so when i am drawing continuously it is not because i am forcing myself to draw because but it was because that at the beginning of the pandemic i was like mentally much healthier i'd say and my brain just wasn't as tired so i could keep drawing but at at some point the burnout really hit right and i'm like i can't think of new ideas my arms won't work like everything i draw looks bad what do i do and at that point this is something i came to the realization recently just drop your pencil and rest do nothing when when your brain is screaming for rest you give it a rest right and uh, this is something i think the ghibli movie kiki's delivery service talks about where kiki is so burnt out that she can't even fly her broom and the more she thinks about it the worse it gets right uh, i'm getting tearing at joke just thinking about it anyway so her artist friend what she says is that just give it a rest for as long as you need don't even think about flying right and eventually flying is a part of you right it it won't just get deleted if you don't do it for a few days art is a part of me it's not going anywhere so if i try to give it a rest maybe i'll feel better after a while so this is where i start uh, you know concentrating more on my hobbies spending time with friends family you know reading something doing completely different things writing whatever and after a while it though the burnout completely doesn't go away because mental health is not that simple i'm still dealing with burnout and and still working but on on certain days it will be like it's slightly better today maybe i can draw a tree today you know and you take those little chances and you don't push yourself beyond your limit like if you can draw a tree don't attempt a forest just draw a tree have fun relax you know remind yourself that drawing is fun and then just right. go back to resting you know give yourself time so that's that's how i deal with mm. um can you talk to us about your journey as a fan artist like you know when did it start and how has it gone it started when i was 2 years old and i used to watch powerpuff girls and every day <laughs> i used to try to draw them because i was so fascinated by the uh, art style <laughs> that whenever they used to cross their arms like this it would it used to become an infinity symbol and i was like dude wow that's insane <laughs> as a 2 year old i was like wow stylization right but no my serious journey as a fan artist on social media i'd say would start in uh, 2019 uh, when i first started making uh, bts fan art on my other account and it was receiving a lot of traction and the fandom is huge right uh, so as i kept making more and more art i started making stories also you know the the things we called aus and i also started making more friends within the fandom and some of the friends i have made because of my journey as a fan artist are one of my best friends now and they are artists they are creators and we have collaborated on many projects and it's always been a fun time so uh, i definitely uh think it was great that i joined the fa- the fan artist scene uh, because it's helped me a 
you know, polish my skills a lot because we as artists, we often show our love for things by drawing them. So whatever we love, we go draw them immediately, right? So uh, when you love something so much that you're drawing it constantly, it also helps you build your skill. So I attribute a lot of my improvement as an artist to me being a fan artist. And also because I met a lot of good friends there. Okay. We have a question from the audience. I'm just going to um, click on that. It's like, it's actually like, two questions i guess um so basically at what age did you know what you wanted to do and which career path you wanted to choose and what inspired you to take this path hmm this is interesting because uh, most people most kids in india they are usually pushed towards choosing a career path when they're in 11th 12th right because after that they have to give their college entrances etc interestingly enough both my parents are doctors so uh in 11th and 12th i was 100% geared towards studying for medical school and the funny part is that i even cleared the entrance uh i got into like my rank was good enough i would have gotten into good colleges if i wanted to but uh, it was like that right i'm about to get married but i'm still in love with my ex it was like that for me and art uh like this is my lifelong story i'm just it's it's very difficult for me to do something if i don't love it because at the back of my mind it'll be like hey you don't really want this you don't really want this go back so at in 11th grade i was like uh, i told my parents that listen i really want to pursue something in art i want to uh, study you know i want to apply for design and nid was one of them a oh, fun fact i got rejected from nid not once but twice once for bachelor's and once for masters oh my god which is fun <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> yeah so so i told my parents that i know i'm studying for medical right now but i will also apply to design schools right i will apply uh, to these these places and my parents were fine uh, they said fine but you still have to give this exam but uh, and like if you get a good score you'll feel good about it you won't regret it later so they still push me to study so for 2 years i studied for medical and just scribbled on the side uh but even then i knew that i wanted to go into art you know there was no turning back about it so i think that's when i decided it was also triggered when i saw uh you know the zong bros krishna and balram manerji i think seeing their work and how they are sustaining themselves as artists in the industry freelancing from india that also gave me a lot of motivation to try that career out for myself i was like if like if they can do it then i can also do it if i just try mm-hmm. so yeah and i was ha- i'm glad i had supportive parents for that matter like yes they did make me go through with medical but like uh, i'll fine i'll forgive that <laughs> um another question so what software do you use for most of your animation work uh I, since i'm not a professional animator or anything i just use uh, procreate because it gets the job done it's easy mm. yeah and in the illustration process what's your least favorite part of it i mean you know line art and then coloring and... it's it's probably filling in the flat colors because it's so <laughs> tedious like yeah definitely filling in flats if i could hire somebody just to <laughs> do flatting for me <laughs> <laughs> I just like yeah just don't make me do it somebody else do it please Okay does anyone have any more questions you guys can type them in the um question i mean box 
and um one last question from my side is um what are your plans for like this year like do you have any you know exciting projects coming up or anything you'd be willing to share ah i have a lot of india projects coming up so there is very little <laughs> i can talk about uh, you know without breaking the law or something <laughs> but two very exciting projects are coming up this year and both of which are in fields that i haven't explored professionally before uh one is uh making narrative art uh, like comics or like similar stuff and the other is writing so yeah look forward to it i'll talk about it so yeah <laughs> definitely okay um we don't have any more questions from the audience so i think that brings us to the end of our live session for today and thank you so much for speaking with us and thank you to the audience for tuning in and i learned a lot so i hope you guys did too and yeah i can't wait to have you on another live session soon oh sure <laughs> yeah this was very fun <laughs> thanks for having me and thanks everyone for joining i hope i didn't bore you guys no definitely not <laughs> okay all right yeah okay then bye yeah, bye bye